Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In This Moment Podcast, and I am your host, Diallo Smith. Today's episode is my friend Tyrell Still, and he is someone who I've been able to become just brothers with, honestly, and we've bonded over counseling and just being black Christian men um, at our school. And I just decided for him to come on to the episode because counseling has been a huge part of his testimony and his growth. And it's just been admiring to see how God's been able to use that in his life. And I want our listeners to understand how just how God can use therapy, because I think a lot of times people and believers don't have a good view on, on, on what therapy is. There's two extremes. There's either one extreme of there is complete codependence on their counselor. And there's another extreme of thinking that and if you go to a counselor, that means you say that the Bible isn't sufficient enough. And so we kind of want to dispel all those different myths and come into the right context on how a believer should be looking at and be participating in counseling. Some of the things that you're going to hear in this um, episode that I wanted to clear up is that we use a lot of the word broken, that we live in a broken world, that you're broken if you're still breathing. And I just wanted to clarify as you're just preparing to listen to this episode of what we mean by that. And that does not mean that you are a broken person after your trauma and that you should look at yourself as broken. You are made in the image of God. And in the image of God, that means you are God looks at you as precious. He looks at at you as a prize, um, as his possession and something glorious to to be seen as what we're saying is we live in a sinful world. And for the believer going to the context of Adam and Eve, since they've sinned, we are now in the consequence of their sin. So until Jesus comes back, we are always going to be in this broken system. So I just wanted to clarify that as we get into this episode, just so there's no confusion, because I know that there has been even there's a lot of danger of the way that people have just used the word brokenness and that we should just look at ourselves as just broken vessels and just have really bad theology on on what living in a broken world looks like. So that was just the disclaimer as you listen. But I'm honestly so excited for you guys to listen to this episode and just to be able to learn from Ty and his testimony. And yeah, you guys can just hear how comfortable we are as friends. And this is something that we talk about all the time. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode on how God uses therapy. Hey, Ty, how are you? Diallo Smith, how are you? Listen, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I'm doing good. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited to have you on. Well, for the people who don't know who you are, can you just explain where you're from, what school you go to, any ideas for career? Because I know, you know, you talk about ministry and stuff. So just kind of give them everything. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So um, my name is Tyrell Still, short for Ty. You can just call me Ty. People can just call me Ty. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I also spent I also spent a significant amount of time in uh, South Carolina. So people, when I say I'm from New York, they say, oh, you're not really from New York if you spent uh, high school through college in a different state. So 
Mm. I claim both states, South Carolina and New Hello. York. Um, I'm currently in school getting uh, a bachelor's in uh, biblical studies, um, career field, uh, definitely ministry. Um, I know I want to add value to people, um, whether that be through uh, speaking, preaching, um, whether that be through whatever. I just want to add value to people. I want to see uh, God's people win. So that, that's my heart, bro. Still figuring mm. it out. But yeah, that's that's my heart, bro. Yeah, I mean, you said that uh, you grew up in South Carolina for high right. school and college. And people who who don't know, Ty is black. So uh, yes. one of the icebreakers that I have is black, black. <laughs> is what is your favorite soul food dish or side? Sheesh. Okay, so South Carolina is a very, 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 very soul food oriented place. Yes, and. Mm. I don't think I fell in love with soul, soul food uh, before I came to South Carolina, but I will say mm. the soul food is different in South Carolina than the soul food is in New York. Okay. It's a different, it's a different vibe. So I'm going to have two answers for South Carolina. My favorite soul food would have to be, would have to be smothered pork chops. Wow. <laughs> Smothered pork chop. Listen, if you haven't had a smothered pork chop before, you have not lived, my friend. Yeah, I haven't had that. And I love soul food. Okay. Noted. Yes. Yes. Smothered pork chop is filled with a whole bunch of bad stuff that we probably should not be eating. But it's really good. And in in New York, my favorite soul food vibe, uh, like a big chicken, stewed chicken, macaroni and cheese kind of vibe. But yeah, yeah. I I have two different for two different states. Yeah. Okay. No, and I think that's fair. And I think you did justice on for, for both of the states. You represented them well. Exactly. So uh well, let's get started with the questions. Like I mentioned before, we we kind of connected on our friendship of talking about both being in therapy and um right. being black Christian men. Um, but what kind of got you into to counseling and how have yeah. you seen it strengthen your relationship with God? Yeah, man. So uh so I think about maybe for real, for real in November, it'll mark a year since I've been in counseling mm. um, in November. But for real, for real, bro, last year around this time, COVID had first hit. Um, I had just got out of a really, really traumatic relationship for like five years. Mm. Um, has some like a lot of toxic stuff and a lot of dysfunctional stuff going on in my home. Mm. Um so I had a lot of stuff going on that I just hadn't addressed, hadn't talked about. And I had this one experience where everything kind of just came crashing down. I kind of just was like forced to, to, to do something different than what I was doing. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to try counseling to see if this works because all this stuff that I've been trying to do to, you know, to try to fix and try to help my life right now is obviously not working. So let's, let's, let's try something different. Um, so that that's what honestly led me to to start um, trying to go to counseling. But mm. um, you mentioned how you had a traumatic kind of relationship and there was some chaos in the home a little bit. Yeah. And, and you know how counseling like really has helped sort a lot of those things out. How have you seen it kind of for you personally help you with your relationship with God? Because. A lot of times when we think about counseling, we think it's only helping our mental health, but we never right. it to our spirituality. Right, right. 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I always tell people that are considering going into counseling, I tell them three things that counseling did for me. The first thing is counseling gave me awareness of some of the things that I was feeling and didn't know what it was. I kind of had an idea of what it was, but it gave me the awareness to say, hey, this, like watch out for this or watch out, you know what I'm saying, for, for certain things. Gave me awareness too. It gave me the language to put into words mm. um, for that awareness. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, for sure. Yes. So I was aware of certain things, but I didn't, I, I didn't have the language. I didn't have the words to put to um, what I was feeling to be able to describe to others and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling in the moment. I just didn't know. So it gave me the, the, the awareness, the language. And then it, three, it gave me like the practicality on how to apply the awareness, the language and how to apply it like the next day when I leave. You know what I mean? Like people, yeah. people just assume that you go to counseling just to get fixed and you have no mm -hmm. practicality. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to counseling to get help and you don't know how to apply it, like you're literally wasting your time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it gave me the practicality to, to leave counseling and say, hey, on Tuesday morning, when this situation comes up, I now have the tools. I have now have the awareness to, to know how to um, overcome this this hurdle or problem or whatever. So, no, I mean, I think that's really good. Even the way that you kind of even gave like the different steps on on how counseling has helped you even in your personal life. If. If people are listening and they um, they have a friend or a loved one that is kind of hesitant towards counseling, what have you seen work for you personally? And this is something that I mentioned in the episode prior. Um, yeah. I'm just talking about, like, how do you get people over this hump of the stigma of therapy, especially Christians? Yeah. So what have you seen, like, in your own, like, friend groups uh, to push people to counseling, or is this something that you are still trying to figure out on your own on how to get them in, yeah, the, no. in the chair? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's a great question. I think for especially in our context with Christian people, it's so hard to get people to go to counseling. Like, yeah, people think it's a sin. And I'm, and here's my perspective. I personally feel like if God put this on the earth to help us, I don't see a harm or I don't see any, uh, I don't see a bad thing about it. Like if it's adding value to us, if it's putting language, if it's helping us to navigate this life that we have on earth, mm. I don't think it's bad. Where it becomes bad is when people go to counseling and they get the practicality and they put counseling and they put their counselor and their therapist mm -hmm. as an idol over yeah. God and over um, his overall authority and direction for our lives so i think counseling is it's no it's no harm in going to counseling it's not a sin but when you go to counseling you always have to remember that you aren't going just to um get help and just like forget about jesus like you're going to get yeah. help but you still have to to submit to the to the authority and the, the direction of jesus so yeah that's a really good point that you made of basically people becoming codependent on their counselors. Right. Um, and I kind of thought about it when you were talking about it as if someone is going to the doctor's office, let's say if they broke their foot and right. the doctor gives them the medication, they prescribe them, they tell them the days that they're going to heal, here are the times you're going to check up. If that person keeps going back to the doctor every single day after the right. doctor told them what's going on, 
you're going to be like, why are you here? Like, right. I already told you what to do. You just have to do it now. And I think the mistake is for some people, I use the word idol, which is a very good word of like, they can make their counsel, their counselor, their idol. Like instead of going to God for healing, mm-hmm. they're only going to counseling, which it doesn't benefit at all. Exactly, bro. And I think that's when it's taken the context of counseling out of its context and out of its purpose, because we're putting that over God. And essentially God is our final authority and um, person we answer to for our decisions. So um, to your point, bro, I agree, man. I agree. Have you ever done that yourself with, with your counselor? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so easy to, it's so easy to, to get the help that you need. Um, for you to sit there and vent and then for somebody to tell you like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what you're feeling. This is how you fix it. And it works. Mm. And you're just like, whoa, like, you know, I was praying and I was, you know, asking God to answer my prayers and, and change this. But now I have a counselor who just gave me practicality and application on paper how to fix this. And it worked. Like, how do you navigate the two? Um, yeah. So I think it is challenging and I think it is uh, tricky, but I think for a person to take that out of this context, you have to be anchored spiritually first. Um, so, yeah, bro, it's it's definitely easy, though. No, for sure. I mean, I, when you were saying that they can become an idol, I was even thinking about myself and the years that I've been in counseling. And even now I'm thinking um, there is a temptation to just say, I just can't wait to talk about it in counseling. I'm going to go to my counselor first. And there have been moments where I'm like, actually, let me bring this to God first. Yeah. And yeah. so then once I will get clarity from the spirit and then I bring it to my counselor, we're just talking about the behavior and the clarification on behavior, not necessarily of what to do, what direction should I go? Right. Yeah. And that's like the, discern- the discernment and distinction of like how to not allow counseling to become an idol, which is a really good point that you made. Yeah. Yeah, bro. One of the things I want to circle back to was um, as we're talking about how God has um, used therapy to help you, you brought up two things I want to tap into. You brought up a traumatic relationship and you brought Mm -hmm. up your family. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you just kind of go into detail as much as you feel comfortable with? Yeah. Those are, (laughs) look, those are both sensitive. I know you're in a relationship right now. We're not trying to get you in trouble. And I know you love your parents. So we're not trying to get you in trouble over there. But right, right. <laughs> but I would like uh, you just to go into kind of what was the tipping point with the relationship for you to be like, I need um, therapy. And what was the tipping point with your family where you were like, I need personal healing in this area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So you're my brother. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. So yeah. listen, I'm about to just I'm going to I'm going to lay it out there. So essentially, I had dated a girl in high school. We were high school sweethearts. Um, we did, we dated for five years. Um, I was in high school, I was playing basketball and, um, I don't know what it is with, with, with high school and middle school and just public schools in general, just school yeah. period, middle school, high school. It's just so much peer pressure, so much peer pressure. It's so much, um, it's just a lot of bad stuff going on in these public schools. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but, uh, essentially, man, I was just, I was really just caring a lot, a lot of peer pressure. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be looked at as a cool guy or whatever. Um, And essentially what happened was me and the girl that I was dating at the time, we kind of opened a door um, to sex and we had sex and um, it opened 
a whole door of so many things that I had no knowledge of, no awareness of. Um, and for five years, um, that door was open. We, you know, kept falling. We kept trying to stop and we kept trying to um, live like God was, you know, calling us to live. And at that time, I was like in church, not really serious about it, like kind of just going with the flow type thing. You know what I mean? And um, that lasted for five years. And it was a moment where um, I realized that I was in something where I no longer was, I no longer was where, where the relationship was no longer benefiting me. It was, it was hurting me Mm. and I was aware of it and I didn't have the willpower, the strength to say, Hey, I'm done with this. Let's move on. I kind of just let it simmer for that whole five years until Mm. like, like a really, really traumatic catastrophe happened where I like didn't know how to express myself, didn't know how to express my emotions, didn't know how to express how I felt. And uh, me and the girl kind of like had a, a clashing or the, a clashing or whatever. And I kind of kind of went and slept with another young lady. Mm. And in doing so, it hurt her. It, it, so I was just in a, a toxic situation um, that did not exude my character, did not exude my moral beliefs. And um, it just got to the point where that went, when that happened, yeah. I was just like forced to get out of it. So it was just a whole bunch of toxic stuff going um, going on. No shade to the girl. The girl, she was a wonderful person, wonderful family, but I think we were just too, too immature, young um, kids just trying to figure it out, just trying yeah. to, you know, manage what we had at the time. So yeah, bro. So that's what led me to get out of the relationship and get counseling. And you, you talked about the relationship. How about with your family? What kind of, yeah. So yeah. My family, family to that one. Yeah. So with my family, <laughs> with my family, this one was a little bit, uh, of course the relationship was, was close. I mean, it was, it hurt me. It cut me, but the family one was, it's pretty it cut me pretty deep um essentially i had a really interesting relationship with my uh with my dad um and it was just kind of like some some untalked about stuff that we never talked about stuff we mm-hmm. never addressed yeah. um stuff i just kind of just let go under the rug or whatever i didn't you know yeah. i just 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 a whole bunch of stuff that i had seen throughout the course of my life that i had never spoke up of, about and it got to a point where I just got sick and tired of not speaking up about certain stuff that I just essentially exploded. And um, I kind of like had a falling out with my dad and I mm. left home and I moved out, took all of my stuff and I wow. um, came back to school. And it was just it was just super traumatic. But from that experience and from the relationship, those two things happening at the same time, it was just like, yo, all right, I am a mess. I got a lot going on. I need help. And yes, I know Jesus, you are my help. Mm. And, you know, I've been praying, you know, for help, but I just need someone to talk to about this. You know what I mean? So mm. that's what led me to start to, to, to go to counseling after the family thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and thank you for sharing that. And I think sometimes 
kind of what I heard with both situations is that at least with the, the with the relationship, you saw that um, the sexual sin, like it was just habitual at this point. Like, right. Like you were a Christian, you know, everything was good, but like, mm. is what was the practice? And I think sometimes um, as believers, we can, whether you're addicted to pornography or you're addicted to drugs or sex or lying, like a lot mm-hmm. of these things we can say, oh my gosh, try to put the bandaid with the scripture and say, just stop, just stop. This is what God says. But right. we miss the point of like, they're doing these things because they feel in love. They feel sad or rejected. Yeah. They feel all these, like that is what needs to be restored. And yeah. I think that's what counseling kind of does for you. It makes you get to the root of those things. Yeah. And once you get to the root of it, you have an increased prayer life because instead of you just going to God praying for behavior modifications, he, he can change your behavior modi- modifications, but yeah. the real change is in your heart. And so yeah, once you understand what the root is and, and what is actually happening, that is when you start to see real restoration just beyond yeah. the behavior, but like actually believing in, okay, I can't do these things because it's not honoring to God. It's not righteous. It's not holy. And yeah. you, you do it with a, with a willing spirit and not stubborn and, and feeling like it's, um yeah restricted or, or yeah. like you know like boundaries yeah. and yeah it, it it just it doesn't feel as forced yeah i agree bro so with both of those situations now i mean you're you're in a new relationship yes um, amen Glory but to Jesus. yeah we love that um <laughs> but with your family who is still in your life how have you seen that um, how have you seen counseling, the way that God's used counseling, help improve your relationship with them? And we're going to add another sector of relationships in of your friendships. How have you seen counseling allow you to be a better friend? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So going back to my point of, of the three points that I gave about what counseling did for me, it gave me the awareness, gave me the language, and it gave me the practicality. From those three things, I one now knew what to pray for lord i know this is here i have the awareness two i know how to describe it and convey it to you three i know how to do it on tuesday and wednesday when i started to pray the prayer of my heart and not just the prayer of my lips and started to see the fruit of that bro i noticed that if i had just talked about it and if I just had the words to 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 say like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. If I just got a counselor three months, four months before all this stuff yeah. happened, I would have been so much better off. Like, I became more assertive in my relationships mm-hmm. with my with my dad and with my mom. Now I know how to set boundaries. From that last experience where I didn't kind of speak up about stuff, now I know. Okay, hey. If I feel this way now, I know I have to convey this to my dad or I have to convey this to my mom and let her know, like, hey, this made me feel this way to avoid the the end result of it being like traumatic and, you know, a whole big thing that's bad. So I just noticed that I started to be more assertive, Mm. uh, more more patient. Um, I started to, like, extend more grace to um, my dad and to my mom and to people that I, I had so much anger and resentment towards um, for mm-hmm. so many years, like things I had, just, I had just never talked about. I found like a new love, a new appreciation for these people that I had so much anger 
for by just talking about it. You know what I mean? Like just gaining new perspective about where they might have been coming from in that specific time that they hurt me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, assertiveness, patience, grace, um, forgiveness. Mm. Um, forgiveness is a big one. Um, but, yeah, bro, th- those are like the four things that I can think of right now. But, yeah. For sure. And even when you're listing them, you know, those are all great characteristics on how to be, you know, a good disciple of Christ. I mean, yeah like his whole entire character was being able to be assertive, was being able to serve with gentleness and forgiveness and compassion, grace, um, and with love. And I even think of, as you were talking about it, of even myself of when I've, like just the the fruit of counseling when it comes to relationships, the biggest thing for me is I've grown in patience because I I think sometimes I I could get so frustrated of why did this happen? Why are these people acting like the way that they do? But what counseling shows you is that you have your own ish too. And once you realize that you have your own ish, you can now see like how those other people could be behaving ways that they've been behaving. And it's because you haven't been taught. And a lot of these things, like how to, how to raise a kid, how to speak to a friend, how to be a good friend. Those aren't necessarily things that we are, taught how to do right um but more of just like hey go figure it out and yeah and you you i've grown a lot in patience with that and so it's good that you even grown in those other characteristics on how you deal with your relationships yeah bro like when i think about my mom and my dad's context like if we if we go back 20 years when they had me like they didn't have what we have now they they, they didn't have instagram they didn't have facebook they didn't have spaces where they could um you know just do all the things that we're doing they didn't have i'm sure they had counseling then but it wasn't as popular and attractive as it is now so for sure like it's okay like they they deserve grace just as i just as much as i do so yeah Yeah. bro i I think that's big on family i mean i think family is probably one of the biggest things i've learned in counseling to have grace towards and for people who are listening you know abuse is abuse you can call out yeah But there's also a level of understanding and compassion you can grow into with your parent. And I I can even say for myself, like my relationship with my siblings, my relationship with my parents has grown so much more because since I know my I've learned how to have my own voice in counseling, I have now had the tools to be able to communicate my needs with them. And that creates a way of just having a, a more loving environment. So when I'm yeah. saying something, it's not disrespect. Or if they're telling me something, yeah. it's not like they're trying to belittle me. Um, right, right. And, and so family, family's huge. I mean, that no, is... No, it is. It is, bro. It really is a game changer. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned how you have been in counseling, I think you said, like, for a year? Yeah, my, my year anniversary is in November. Yes, bro. yes. So for people who are listening and they're thinking, okay, I want to start going to therapy. I'm a Christian. Um, I'm just going to go for three months. I'm going to call it quits. Or yeah, um, for those people who are like, okay, I've been in counseling and therapy for about three years. What now? Like, what would you recommend for, for to your knowledge, to, to stay in counseling? Is this an ongoing thing? Is this a short-term no, that? this this think? is gonna last for the rest of my life. As for me and my house, <laughs> huh? We are gonna be in counseling. Like, I cannot stress it enough. Go get your help. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, go get it. Yeah. Like, the most, I, this is what I believe. The most consequential, consequential person you'll ever lead is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And we live in a culture now where people are investing on things that they can put on themselves and not investing in things that, that they can put in themselves. And counseling is an inward investment. Amen. And I, and I would say, I would say, go get your help. It's not a sin to talk about your problems. Yeah. It's a sin when you make that talking about your problems and idol over Jesus, but go get your help. Go get your, go get your help. Like just go no. get your help. I, and, and, and I think even to add on to that, I think what what misses people is that they don't put they don't understand that mental health your mind is is a is a health issue like it is a priority. It's Literally. like how you eat every day. Yes. You need to be fixing your mind every yes. day because yes. your mind is connected to your your spiritual life. Yes, it's the direction on if you want to hear God, if if you don't want to hear God, like that is such a vulnerable part of our bodies that we need to be taking care of. And I think when you put it into that way, people can kind of divorce this idea of I'm just going to go to counseling just for a little bit, get healed, get fixed and then dip. But then look at it as, no, I should be going to counseling. Yes. It's like, yes, there are times where you, depending on your trauma or whatever, where you might go to counseling twice a week and Mm -hmm. you might have to do it for a year um, or you might have short term counseling where it might just be grief and anxiety. And it's just like for a six week period of time. Mm-hmm. But without those like different circumstances, the average person should be going to counseling at least once a month. You don't have to do it every single week. You don't right. Have to do it right. Twice a week. But you can most definitely do it once a month because yeah. there's always I mean, we're in a broken world and we're broken people um, in a sense when it comes to sin, like our sinful behavior. And so there's always things that we need to be fixing and allowing other people to be helping us with. Yeah, it's powerful, bro. Yeah, man. One of the last things I'm going to ask is what would you tell somebody um, that is listening, that is still on the fence after they've heard your your testimony a little bit with your relationship and your family um, and and just the lies that we hear with counseling and, and how it's a sin? Um, what would you say to them if they're still on the fence after that? Like, okay, like I'm, I'm listening, Ty. Like, I hear you, Diallo, but I, I still yeah. don't know if this is for me because I'm a little nervous. Like, how do I know if I, if I get a good counselor? Like, what, what would you say to them? Yeah, and it's different aspects to it. Um, to your point, to you just said just now, like you have to, you know, when you go to counseling, every counselor is not your counselor. They aren't the right counselor. So you have to find the right counselor for you that fits your personality, that fits your um, specific situation. They, you know, this is counselors for specific areas. Now they have counselors that that just focus on trauma. They have counselors that that focus on uh, sexual sin or whatever. Like they have counselors that focus on on everything. So you have to find your counselor. But Mm. I would say, bro, again, go get your help. It's not a sin. (laughs) <laughs> it's literally go get your, get your get your help. It's not a sin. And I would say this: when I got the practicality, when I got the language, when I got the awareness, I became better. Yes, but I became a better son to Jesus. Like my spiritual life grew 
so much more because I now know what to pray for. I now know, I now know what scriptures to pull on in the book. I now know how I can like walk through this, 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 this journey with the Holy Spirit, how I can say, Holy Spirit, okay, today's Monday. I need your help in this specific area. Help me because I don't, I don't have the strength right now to do it, but I had the practicality. I had the awareness. I had the language to say, um, and pray and ask specifically to the Lord, um, for help in, in my brokenness, bro. So I would say, go get your help. We're all broken. We're all, um, we've all fallen short in some area. We have not figured it out. We haven't arrived, but go get your help. Go get your help. Amen. And I love how you mentioned that we're all broken because it kind of gives this equalizer that there's nobody that's higher than the other. Yeah. Um, it comes to our brokenness. And then I think it, it speaks to the, um, the side of like, oh, I don't need help. Yeah. I'm good. Like, nah, yeah. uh, you ain't good until you, you get do. That. <laughs> no yeah. facts. It, like, literally, you're not. So <laughs> if you're still breathing, still on earth, like, you still broken. Help. So yeah, there's always that you need to be doing. So, Thank you for that. The last thing I, I ask is that if you can pray for us, um, if you just close out in prayer and yeah. just be praying for the listeners who um, there might be a group that is interested in going to counseling, but are still unsure for the people who are in counseling for right now. And then I just think just for uh, just mental health and in our, in our minds and awareness and our emotion, like our emotional health, all of that, like just be praying for those things. Yeah. Um, listeners just to be encouraged after this episode yes man thank you for this thank you for this podcast thank you for doing this um let's go let's let's pray so lord we thank you for this day we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share and to share our testimonial our testimonies and our stories on how counseling has benefited us in this time and in the season god we just pray for the, the listeners that are listening god people might people that might be on the fence of wanting to do counseling, but might be afraid and might be fearful and might be scared to be vulnerable. Father, I just pray for their hearts. I pray that you would push and propel them, Father, to mm. take that step and to, to go out and to get the help that they need, God, so that they not only will become a better person here on earth, God, but I pray that it will also help them to become a better son and daughter to you, Father. Mm. This is, we're literally here for you, God. You get all the glory, guys. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And again, thank you, Ty, for coming on and speaking on this platform. I mean, I thought he did an amazing job and I just cannot wait to see how God grows him and propels him into ministry. But for those who of you who are who are done listening to this episode and thinking, OK, I think I want to start therapy and get involved there are so many different resources it honestly can start with a quick google search of online therapy therapy in my area and there will be thousands of results that come up if you have any other specific questions about therapy and just therapists please dm me on the in this moment underscore podcast on instagram and i can gladly give you guys resources if you have not already please subscribe like follow uh, leave a comment, all of it. Just show support to the podcast. Uh, just be able to just get feedback, to get us out there, and to continue to spread this message of faith and counseling in the way that a believer should be participating in the context. 
of healing in this way. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.